Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 23, The Pull of the Tide. Aboard the Gunner's Daughter, the open sea lies before you, and the whirlpool cavern of the Moaning Island lies behind you. The waters are slowly pulling your ship into the cavern as the sails strain to pull you forward, aided by Genesee's ritual. The priest of Favon is doing his best, but it will be a losing fight if nothing changes. Looking beyond the stern, you can see the whirlpool start to deepen at its center. And, once again, you hear the moan of the island. It is hollow and deepens with the water. To both the port and starboard, Sahuagin, sitting astride the backs of sharks, Breach the surface of the water. Man, F those dudes. They seem to be encouraging the tide and mocking your efforts to escape. As the cavern draws closer, you can also hear a faint chanting from within. The ship's crew scrambles to figure out how to escape. What do you do? Oh, kill me some Does this thing have cannons? It's fire with the Yeah. Yes. Cannons. Kadeem. He is able to prep and load cannons. Trina, the gnome, she's the gunner. She's actually the one in charge of firing all this stuff. But if you want to go down there and get that ball rolling, you could. Yeah, kill us some Sahu again. What else am I going to do? I feel like I feel like they're only half the cause of this thing. Maybe. But if we could take an under, and we've taken a few of them out, there'll be less for us to fight. <laughs> this is true. Definitely think of this more as a skill challenge. Like, how do you make the boat... Able to travel forward better. Um, so it could be taking out your enemies, or it could be doing something to the ship. Hmm. I don't know if you have magic for, like, wind, or, like, lowering resistances. I guess that'd be, like, a grease spell. <laughs> it's the word. <laughs> you gotta grease the boat down. Here it goes. That's what happens when you put too much lotion on a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> <It> happens. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could just start throwing people off the boat and hope that it goes faster. <laughs> You're implying that I would do it on purpose. You're the one that was talking about a grease spell. I'm not going to purposefully let people go, whoop! Mm-hmm. Um, I can cast deafness on the weather. I mean... <laughs> I'm going to right now say hard no on casting deafness on the weather. Uh, the weather, first of all, doesn't hear you. <laughs> I could cast confusion, but I think that's already happening, so I don't really have anything that's 
gonna affect Bardic him. inspiration to the cleric dude to help him be better at his job. He's a priest. He's not a cleric, but yeah. I could do that. Alright, you wanna assist Genesee? Yeah. Okay. You can help him with arcana or religion. Arcana. Skill check, you roll a skill. Arcana, please. Okay. Yeah, that's taking the form of your bardic inspiration. So I'm marking that off, right? No. Uh. No, don't worry about it. Okay. But as a bard, you are extra inspiring, and you're trying to assist his magic. Ooh, got a nine. You're not familiar with his style of magic. It's not musical. His is definitely through prayer and uh, supplication. And your assistance, while appreciated, is certainly not helping the wind push any harder. You see the ropes and the sails taut kind of straining against the masts as the ship continues to move backwards. Okay, who else has got an idea? I'm trying to think if there's a way I can use my high stealth. <laughs> All of my high skills are not helpful here. Yeah, I was trying to think of that too. I'm good at history, I'm good at sleight of hand, I'm good at stealth. History actually <coughs> would be terrible. Ah. Well, to try to discern, like, how this happened before to prevent it now or something. I mean, like, that history's not totally useless in this situation. Just like I don't think my persuasion or intimidation are totally useless, but I don't know how to use them. Persuade the boat to go faster. I'm thinking of persuade in it. Let's go faster. No, you have to imbue them with consciousness first and then persuade them. Yeah, but I don't have the power to do that. History could only be useful if maybe you had heard a tale or read a book of this happening before. How accurate that actually was would basically be determined how well you roll. You just have to tell me how that actually worked before. What, like this is something, oh, if I had read it somewhere? Yeah. Hey, I read this tale. All right. Now, did you read a biography or did you just read like some freaking Billy the Kid tall tale nonsense? It's like, well, yeah, I think it happened. <laughs> Yeah, it was action comics. John Henry may have been a steel-driving man, but it's up to you. So, Darvin or Vale, if you've got a bright idea of how you want to help your boat out. Vale's going to suggest that we steer into it and just go on the attack, because... No, that's a game. The ship would have greater control if it was moving forwards as opposed to backwards. This is true. Captain Mahaley is at the wheel. If you want to go convince her that this is a good plan... I'm not sure if I'm going to convince her, but I'm going to ask her. What? I mean, you're, gonna gonna have to, you're gonna have to roll so, persuasion. No, I'm just saying, why? We're clearly not gonna win this fight. What about taking the fight to the enemy? Or, which skill do you want to roll for that? Uh, I don't know. Nothing that I'm good at. <laughs> it's persuasion. Sure, I get a plus one to persuasion. It's, why not? It's persuasion. Persuasion is what I would initially think of. Okay. 11? She doesn't like the idea of being yanked backwards into a whirlpool. And if you think that you can help take out the people who are doing this, sure. She starts turning the boat. As it gets turned sideways, the ship is moving in a direction it was never meant to go. At least going backwards is kind of in line with the form of the ship, but for a while there, it's going sideways, which is absolutely against boat rules. (laughs) And as it turns sideways, the deck pitches Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. That's something I'm good at, finally. Oh, yeah, I rolled well, too. Oh, no. I fell down. (laughs) Let's go around the horn here. Veil. 25. All right, as the deck pitches, 
You do some fancy footwork, maybe a flip, maybe you swing on a rope, but you stay on your feet. Show off. Arnis. Have a nine. <laughs> it is because I have a plus six. Oh, jeez. <laughs> gotta go! The deck shifts. It goes sideways. You weren't ready. Vale at least had foreknowledge of knowing the boat was about to turn. You had no clue. All of a sudden, you're just flying. You smack into the rail on the starboard side of the ship. And you're on the ground. Darvin. This was a save, right? Yeah. Okay. I got a 12. And again, that's only because I have a plus 7. <laughs> we suck. You manage to stay on your feet, but you do slide all the way across the deck and just stop next to Arnis. Huh. Deck surfed. Alright, the ship's turning. You are sailing into the whirlpool now. Priest Genesis' efforts are now not helpful. <laughs> because although he can try to get the wind to push backwards on the ship, the ship is meant to go forward. It is streamlined to go forward. So you're now definitely heading in faster. Darvin. How close are we now? You're probably about 50 or so feet away from the entrance to this cavern. The whirlpool itself is still a little bit inside of that. Got it. You're approaching the massive opening of this cavern with the rocks hanging down like huge jagged teeth. Hmm. I don't know. The Sahuagin continue to swim on either side of the boat, or travel on either side of the boat since they're riding sharks. Does anyone have a fishing pole? Fishing pole? Fishing. Some you wouldn't be able to find a fishing pole on the ship? You'd probably find some spears or harpoons on the ship. Ooh, harpoons. I was joking, but that's a good idea. Find some spears or harpoons. Alright, what is your intention? To find a spear or harpoon. No, I mean, what do you want to do with this thing? Attack. It exists. Attack some Sahuagans. Okay. Because, you know. Okay, yeah, you are able to... Let's see here. I need the, the ship roster here. Uh, not Deckly. He's still missing a leg. But Lars is able to help you rush below decks find some of the harpoons, and you rush back up to the top. And you're going to be throwing these at the Sahuagin? Sure. All right. Yeah, uh, I think this is just an attack roll. All right. So I'm throwing a spear okay. at a Sahuagin. Right. Getting a 22. Okay, you catch the Sahuagin in the back, knocking him off his shark. Nice. He may not have died, but he did lose his mode of transportation. Great. And you see the shark jumping in and out of the water now, next to the boat. Kind of confused about losing its rider. Nice. Okay, so as Darwin and Lars go spear fishing, the ship sails closer and closer to the entrance of this cavern. It's now just before the ship, and from this point, you can actually hear that chanting louder now coming from within, and is that distinct chant of Curvish, Curvish, Curvish. And you see Curvish on the deck of the boat, and he just like runs scared towards the ship's wheel, and just ducks down against the wall and, like, covers his ears. He does not want to hear this. It freaks him out. But from this vantage point, you can definitely see that the whirlpool has gotten quite a lot deeper. You can't see the bottom of it. Oh, dear. What are people doing? Ship's not safe yet. Can I keep trying to help the priest dude? Or That's probably less useful now, because okay. the ship is no longer sailing away from the cavern. Oh, right, because they're sailing towards. They're sailing um, into it. Right, so what do I want to do? Um, so, yeah, I guess I, I want to try to, like, persuade them to let us go. God, this seems like a big ask. It is. Go big or go home. But it's kind of what I've got. It's like my only skill. Okay. So, 
that in performance, and I don't see how singing a song is going to help at the moment. All right. As you get closer to the entrance of this cavern, you can see more within, and you can see a few columns of water that are just standing up out of the water, and at the top of which are Sahu again, and they seem to be kind of in charge here with the water. So if you want to talk to one of them... I do. I would love to. Okay. Go ahead. Um... Get up off your ass, run to the bow. Oh, that's right, because uh, I fell down. <laughs> Dumb idiot. Because somebody didn't tell me they were going to turn the boat around. Uh, and what do I say? Alright, I want to say something about, like, uh, okay, I want to lead with, uh, let us go. You already sank a boat full of riches, and what could you possibly need with more out here? Not to mention, I, look at us. If you're looking for food... We're not it. And that curvish guy, he's not your god. Or anything like it. He's just... <laughs> should have warned curvish that I was going to throw him under the bus a little. Um, <laughs> he's not your god or any facsimile of your god. Look at him. He's a scared troll hiding behind the captain of a ship. He's not going to get you closer to Gossram. None of us are. Okay, roll persuasion. I don't want to say that Gossram's an asshole, but... <laughs> any of your gods are any better. Hey. Kidding. That's fair. <laughs> my god is amazing. Same as your ass. He wanted to take my ass. I bargained really well. That's right. Is that how that happened? <laughs> We're delicious. <laughs> All right, so what'd, what'd you get? Do you want the total? I want the number or the die, and then you can tell me the total. <laughs> One. What's that come to? Your butt. Mm, what's my butt? Eight, apparently. Wow, <laughs> I'll take that. My butt's an eight. That's two nice round sections right next to each other. Bam! <laughs> it was trying to be an insult, and then it turned weird. <laughs> Sorry. Like Vale taught me, you just gotta steer into the badness. <laughs> <laughs> you learned well, young Skywalker. <laughs> okay, that was good. No, it wasn't. It no, was it wasn't. Bad. That was that was bad. It was um, bad. So many shades of bad. The Sahuagin responds to you in Elvish. They've picked it up from Kurvish over the years. We know he's not our god, but but he is an important pathway to Gosrim, and we will take him back. We will take your ship. We don't care about the treasures on it. We just want to own it. We want to own you. Why? Because you're in our water. Oh. Well, then let us be out of your water. No, that's too... too (laughs) That argument's not happening right now. Um, He responds, and he and the other Sahuagin kind of redouble their efforts to drag your ship in. Oh, God, I'm sorry, guys. As the ship from bow to stern just passes underneath the opening to the cavern, and the whirlpool is maybe 50 feet ahead. Anybody else bright ideas? You're up, Val. We're Darvin. We don't have to go in a specific order here. <laughs> he tried. I tried. We just both suck. Everybody gets a turn during the round. I haven't asked, but I'm waiting for... Can I target the water hooligans with the harpoon? The ones on top of the water columns? The ones who appear to be controlling them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ones that were on the side of the ship were aiding in that effort, but these ones are definitely in charge. The ones inside the cavern. You can certainly try. Okay, I would like to fire another harpoon and target one of those dudes. <laughs> harpoon. 
All right. I think this is the last harpoon. Okay. Definitely no more tarpoons. Um, but one more harpoon. So go ahead and use it wisely. All right. Come on, die. Ooh, 25. Yeah. You throw this harpoon at the again. It hits him in the waist and just pushes him off this column of water. And he falls just... In. And that column of water quickly just collapses. Nice. And the tug on the boat lessens. Only I thought of that the first time. We couldn't see him from outside the cavern. Oh, that's true. I probably wasn't close enough to hit him then anyway. On the boat lessens. That's Mm -hmm. good. But you're still traveling forward. Um, The ship does have a little bit more freedom to maneuver with one of those Sahuagin down. So maybe it won't go straight into the depths of the whirlpool. We'll find out. That seems good. Veil, you remain. What's Veil going to do? Something veil You can work with crew members if you want to do something with the ship and, like, aid them in their efforts. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know what I would help with. I'm not a sailor. Uh, Well, neither are we. We're just faking it now. There's the captain steering the ship. There are crew members up in the sails, just trying to keep things going in the proper direction. Uh, There are the guns on the ship. There are... I mean, you can help pick out the best going path. in no matter what, right? Like, we've mm-hmm. conceded this is happening? No, not necessarily. The, like... <laughs> it's heading into the cavern. The world well, we have not delayed or affected this at all. If, aside from my fact that I've expedited it because of turning around. He just did. I slowed it by knocking one of the hooligans off his water column. With the <laughs> gun. All cannons pointed at the other one. Like... Shoot him out of the water. There you go. Okay, so you want to run down to the gun deck. There are two guns. Um, what do you mean, of course? Because there's two. There's not four. There's not six. There's not eight. There's two. I'm so confused. Why would there be four, six, or eight? Because more is better. Oh. It's not a pirate ship. Yeah. They're not a pirate ship. They're a they, vessel. Captain Mahalia actually tries to keep these cannons on the DL. Oh, um, okay. That's why there are only two, and that's why they're not on the top deck. Got it. Okay. But you head down there. Trina and Kudim are down there, and they are able to man the cannons if you can uh, assist them in, like, where are we shooting at? What do we have to shoot? The other dude at the column. Okay. Um, which skill are you using for this? Oh, I'm going to use my investigation. How? Use your roguey goodness. <laughs> roguey goodness. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... I don't know. I'm going to use my sleight of hand to try and stuff as much dangerous shit in the barrel. <laughs> so that when it shoots out, it's like a shotgun. So you want to do this without Trina and Kadeem noticing that you are overloading the cannon no, in no, a potentially no, no. dangerous way. I want them to notice. I want to assist them by using my dexterous sleight of hand to try and get more in there. To make the shot more dangerous. <laughs> I want to get more in there. Be like, no, just see if you turn this piece of sideways and slide it in there and in you get it. more in there. Just get more. <laughs> Basically what he's saying is he wants to use sleight of hand like Tetris. I get it. No, I get it. Okay. <laughs> That's not how it works. What? Kadeem, all right. Here, I'm going to set this situation up for you. <laughs> Kadeem rushes over to the pile of cannonballs uh, with his mechanical arm. He just picks one up. There's a nice little sound as he grabs it. And he rolls it in, and as he's going for the padding and stuff, what are you shoving into that cannon? I don't know, silverware? Like, what's around? Uh, more cannonballs, you ship stuff, that? anything you've got on your person. Um, work in there? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what movie is that where they stuff the cannons full of, like, silverware and shit? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
Put your boot in there? I don't know. What do you want to put in this <laughs> put can? Put your boot in there. <laughs> Preferably after you take it off. Put your ass in that can. I want to put the rest of my crossbow bolts in there. What? Why? Oh, you never I use love it. this. This is going to be great. This is going to be like a giant shotgun. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Crossbow shotgun. Kadeem looks at you like a madman. <laughs> I like it. Nice. <laughs> Kadeem likes it. And you and Kadeem help aim this towards the, the water column, and Trina is going to set it off. There's a flash of a rune. Go ahead and roll your sleight of hand to make sure you didn't mess up the loading of the cannon. It's 12. The shot just scatters, and these crossbow bolts fly throughout the cavern. It's just pummeling the opposite wall. The cannonball itself flies through the column of the water, causing it to just drop a couple of feet. There's like a nice hole in it, and it just whoosh. But it does not slow down the pull of the water. Cannon survives this. That wasn't too much extra to shove in there. Uh, Gratefully, you didn't crit, fell. Whatever, guys. But Trina and Kudim, like where your head's at, yeah, let's shoot these bad guys. Okay. That's the end of... Yeah, everybody's had two shots now. With one of those Sahuagin down, the ship is not heading directly into the whirlpool. It is coming up on a tangent towards the edge of the whirlpool. And it just tilts slightly. I would say you're listing in the water, but you actually are staying horizontal with the plane of the water. It's just the whirlpool is at an angle. Mm. And as it starts to ride the very top edge of the whirlpool, uh, anybody who's on the top deck, so Darvin, Arnis, <coughs> Captain, a bunch of the deckhands, you can look down into the whirlpool, and it goes down for several hundred feet. Wow. Well, that's scary. That's nah, fine. Not terrifying at all. It's fine. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Totally fine. We're not gonna die. This is all fine. Hundreds of feet down, near the very bottom, not at the center of the bottom, but kind of of circling at the bottom of the whirlpool is another ship, which normally you wouldn't be able to see because it is normally dark underwater. But there's this light coming from farther below, kind of casting upwards, and there's this green tinted light giving you a silhouette of a ship below. Oh. That's not freaky at all. Who wants to do something? Right now we got three passes and three fails. Oh god. I feel like I shouldn't do anything. Let's fire the cannon again! Alright, you are out of crossbow bolts to put in there. No way. Um, is there something else? Out of crossbow bolts now. You are out of crossbow bolts. Is there another seal you'd like to use for this? Uh, <laughs> to help aim? Do you want to try to overload it again? Are you still shooting at the Sahu again? I want to see if I can investigate as to why we missed it the first time. <laughs> That's how you want to use your fucking turn? Well, because then if I figure that out, we can fire it and not miss. Okay. We'll uh, <laughs> right? We'll I'm dead. sorry. I, this is a finite, this is a skill challenge. Things are a little bit more flexible in terms of like how they can be applied. So you want to use your investigation. At this point, Trina and Kudim will leave the aiming up to you. Awesome. Kudim's going to load. Trina's going to fire. You just point the thing. Sweet. We're just firing one cannonball this time. Kadim's going back to what he knows. He picks up another cannonball, shtink, drops it in, <laughs> pats it up. Go ahead and roll your die. Quick hit. Yes. Oh my god. We're gonna die. Right here. <laughs> no better time than now. Okay, so let's let's frame this this failure here. You're lining up the shot. 
You've got the Suhu again, like, square in the sights down the barrel of the cannon. And just as you're about to tell Trina to fire is when the ship starts turning more in the whirlpool. And the cannon just rolls sideways and blasts a hole in the side of the ship. And there's now a third porthole on the side. Stop. This one is not stealthy at all. Stop bonos and the boat. <laughs> the cannon itself just rolls backwards to the other side of the deck. Awesome. <laughs> and we've got a new thing to shoot from. Kudim's just like, loose cannon, loose cannon. And he's rushing over. He's got like the block and tackle stuff to like get it tied down and not rolling around the deck of the ship, which is very dangerous. Is that what loose cannon means? Like yeah. literally rolling around? Uh-huh. Literally a loose cannon rolling around. Uh, is that a good yeah. thing? Bad. That's why being a loose cannon is bad. It's not but just Dirty Harry. I figured loose cannon meant like firing uncontrollably, not. Oh no! Literally, literally loose. just means mm-hmm. like rolling and potentially going out the side of your boat and creating mm-hmm. a hole where water can get in, or you know, crushing sailors because those things tend to be very heavy. That too. Gotcha. Awesome. Who else has got a plan? Not one nearly as good or terrible as that one. So. <laughs> Let me see if I've got a stupid idea. By all means, look at your spells. See what could be turned to usefulness. Even abstractly. Oh, if the thing doesn't have a, a thing about casting it at a higher level... You can. You just don't get extra benefits. You just don't get any, like... Yeah. You're always able to cast with a higher level spell slot. I mean, depending on what spell it is, because this is more of a skill check, like, maybe we fudge something? Tell me what you want to do and what spell you're using. We'll work through it. I feel like I'm at the point of trying something stupid. So, I can see that Sahu again up on the column of water, right? Yeah. Can I have, like, what I have deduced that him taken out, or whoever took out the other guy, oh, yeah. made us slow down? Absolutely. Okay. okay. I just want to make sure that this is something I would think to do. Yeah. Okay, then I want to... Ooh, how far is he away from me? That's going to be the trick. What's the range on your spell? 30 feet. <laughs> The other okay. one I was thinking of casting is 90 feet, if that's helpful. <laughs> okay, whirlpools go in circles. Oh so you're not 30 no. feet yet. You just oh. have to wait and time oh, it for the it. ship to come back around okay. to when you're within 30 feet. <laughs> and you've got a nice little window there of when to do this spell. Okay. Um, I want to try to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on this guy. All right. <laughs> See what it does. That's a good idea. I got nothing else, man. All right. There's no persuading them, so this is my move. That's pretty clever. That's good. What I want you to do is roll Arcana to time this to go off when you're at the right point in the circle. Oh, I'm gonna crit fail. It's gonna hurt like that. You're bard. You got magic. You got Arcana, yo. I do, but it's only like a plus three. Oh, hey, I got a (laughs) twenty. There you go. Not a crit. And the spell just works. So you cast this spell just... At second level, not that it matters. (laughs) You cast the spell just as you're coming around to the right point in the whirlpool, and you hear this hideous, gross laughter as the column of water drops down with the Sahuagin inside, and he's just flopping on the surface of the water now, laughing. Like somebody who doesn't know how to dog paddle. The whirlpool is still going. The pull on the ship is not as fast right now. So, yeah, the ship as a whole has not gone below the surface of the water, up top where it's level. Darwin, you're the one who hasn't gone this round. Oh. No more tarpoons. No more tarpoons. No No more cannons, thanks to Bill. There's still one other cannon. Oh, yeah. 
But we already took out the two dudes, right? Uh, there's still one more up in a column of water. Okay, so there's one more column of water. Guy. Yeah. And in the water below you, more Sifuigan and sharks. And big whirlpool with a ship down at the bottom. Lovely. Can I try the other cannon? Yeah. If you want to rush down there and uh, help Trina work the other cannon while Kudim is busy wrangling the runaway cannon. Yeah. Sure. What skill do you want to use? Let's see. I think the best I got is insight. Can't figure out how the cannon works well enough to aim it. That's that's not an insight. Insight is against people and uh, creatures, um, not objects. All right. Uh, I mean, you'd have to find a way better way of selling that besides like I'm gonna insight how to use a cannon. <laughs> no, that's all I got. None of these that's, skills. That's like a cool. wisdom or an intelligence thing. How to use a cannon? Yeah. If you want to load the cannon, you can do that. Um, if you want to be... Oh, so I could help load it and use strength or something? Mm-hmm. Or if you've got a clever way of using acrobatics to load a cannon. Ooh. The cannons fire magically, so unless you've got some magic, that would be hard to fire the cannon yourself. That's more Trina's department. I see. Uh, yeah. You can load the cannon faster. They can get another round off faster. All right. How are you doing that? Well, I'm not doing that. Athletics is my go-to there because you're lifting a heavy iron ball. But if you've got something creative. Well, so my athletic score isn't great. My acrobatics is pretty good. So what I'm thinking slash hoping is that I can center myself somehow and transfer my forward momentum generated acrobatically into the cannibal. No, that doesn't work. It sounded good as I was saying it, and then I realized. Do you have any key points left? Yes. If you burn a key point, I will let you use your acrobatics to do some, like, flippy-dippy monk shit. Alright, deal. Let's do that. Flippy-dippy. He's literally gonna, like, soccer bobble it into the thing. Yes. Alright. Go ahead and roll your acrobatics, then. That was a 14. Alright. That is a success. You successfully load the cannon with a burst of internal energy, and... What does this look like as Darvin loads the cannon? Oh man, like a soccer player with a hacky sack. Just pow, 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 pow. Except, you know, mm-hmm. way heavier. Awesome. Trina is very confused, like that's a bit showy. But the cannon's loaded. Sure, let's go. Just lights up a ruin on the back of the cannon and boom! Fires off and hits that last suit who again right in the feet through the water and just kind of flips in the air. Nice. Uh, so all three of those who again are down. The whirlpool is still going, but the current is a lot less. The ship is in a semi-controlled state right now. You don't have to go deeper into the whirlpool if you don't want to. There are there Sahuigan around. What's the plan, people? I don't have one. Is there um, no pull on us right now, or just... I mean, I get that the whirlpool has some just pull, like but... You're the, riding the current right now. Okay. Uh, meaning we could, like... So if we could find some momentum, we could claw like, our way out. You could try to turn out... Uh, Arnis, you're still on top deck, or you're still topside. Dipple is peering over the edge of the ship that's facing downward into the whirlpool, and he just shouts out, There it is! See, I told you the ship was here. <laughs> we could still get the treasure! Dude, are you fucking nuts? Captain, get us the hell out of here! Go ahead and roll persuasion one more time. <laughs> Captain Mahaley does want treasure. Yeah, but I don't want to fight a bunch of Sahuigans on sharks. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> We've been doing fine so far. It comes to ten. Captain Mahaley says, Look, we came here for the treasure. If you can go down there and get it for us, you won't have to do any more work on the ship at all. 
can just relax and lounge. Just like you wanted to do. Uh, I'm totally fine swapping the deck. I'm not fucking going down there. <laughs> you decline the captain. She says, well, if you don't want to go alone, we could just take everybody. You're going to take your whole ship down there and risk losing your ship? Uh, unless you think you can get us past these Sahugan that remain. How many Sahugan remain? Multitudes. And them. Right, right. But I mean, she's not like dead set here. She just has like a little bit of that gold lust in her eyes right now. I don't blame her. I do. Well, we can't all be world famous parts. I'm not world famous. You're the I'm face just, of the rebellion. I'm just not <laughs> dead. It's the face of the rebellion. So at this point, Darwin and Vale, Kadeem and Trina have noticed that the ship is kind of sailing more under its own control now. So they've said, you've done enough. All right. Kadeem definitely looks at Vale. You've done enough. <laughs> I rock. Loose cannon. They send you back up topside, and you find Aranus arguing with Captain Mahaley about taking the ship deeper into the whirlpool to go get the treasure. Treasure? What? Treasure? Oh, fuck you both. <laughs> Hi, let's go down there. Let's all die. Get on your big adventure. Sure. Uh-oh. Have your good death. It'll be fine. Darvin and Vale, what do you do? Do you want to go after the treasure? Is Arnis openingly being mopey about the idea of going to the treasure? Well, it sounds antagonistic more than mopey. What I'm trying to remind you of is the fact that if I die, I am basically going to hell. It's a solid argument. That's what I'm reminding you of. I would like to not die today. Be damned for all eternity. There's nothing good day to die. Captain Mahalia will look at you then, Vale. That is awfully selfish of you. Thank you, Vale. Glad to know I'm your friend. You don't all have to go. If you just want to take the longboat by yourself, by all means. Please, go. I don't want you to die, though. But you seem keen on it. So, please. So, she's not going to force any one of you to go alone, but she will allow any one of you to go individually if you want, or as a group. Is she going? The captain? Yeah. Nope. She is steering the ship. Oh, right. So, unless the whole ship is going, she's not going. I see. And Arnis is currently trying to dissuade her of that notion. Well, we go where it is. Why don't we get this ship to safety and then come back for it? Never gonna get back here. You're never getting back here in a longboat past all those Suhuigans on sharks. Wow. I mean, we could just take a... Except, no. Oh my god. <laughs> we could just take a boat. But... But we can't take the healer. We can't, the two of us, with zero experience manning boats, we can't get down to that boat and get it out of a whirlpool. That's hey. the only reason why I'm not saying let's do this. It's a whirlpool. I don't think it's that hard. I think we just... You know. <laughs> the issue is, I see it as we can't bring our healer, which is, you know, dangerous. What does Darwin want to do right now? You've got a chance to escape, but you also have a chance to go down for treasure. Darwin's the king of runaway. He's going to say runaway. I'm asking Darwin. Darwin also really likes treasure for some reason. <laughs> All of a sudden. Darwin likes treasure because he's accustomed to, you know, a certain... Life. Yeah. Style of living. So when he sees treasure, now that he's, you know. Poor. Yeah, I was gonna say wow. bumming it or slumming it. But when he sees treasure, he's like, ooh, I want that. But he does take Arnus's fate very seriously. Okay. Arnus appreciates that. So, as much as it pains him, Darwin is probably in favor of Jing TFO. Okay. So Darwin votes leave. Arnus votes leave. Vale votes. Which way again? 
Well, everybody else is voting leave. I guess we leave. You don't have to agree with us. I'm not going by myself. Nobody said you had to actually go by yourself. Darvin or Vale, please roll to persuade the captain with advantage. Uh, because the other one of you is persuading. I just don't know who has the higher bonus or who actually feels like being oh, the target. Okay. Well, it's a good thing that was with advantage. <laughs> um, 18. So I think with the three of you surrounding Captain Mahalia up at the ship's wheel, just pestering her to, no, let's leave now. Treasure can wait. We are all hurt. There are far too many of the Sahuigan. There are sharks in the water. Let's go. She starts to steer the ship at an angle to eject from the whirlpool back towards the entrance slash exit of the cavern. And the ship almost launches out of the whirlpool and hits the water hard as it comes back down. And everybody just, like, gets shaken about. And you start sailing out away from the entrance. Genesee begins his ritual again to help aid the ship to go faster. With a bunch of the Sahuagin knocked out of their control spots, they're not able to pull the ship back fast enough, so you are making headway away from the island. Hey, Opa. And the sails just pull taut, and you start heading away from the island. There are sharks with Sahuagins on them, keeping pace on either side, and the sharks are jumping up, like, gnawing at the side of the boat, and a couple of the Sahuagin leap off and just grab on to the hull, and they start a slow climb up. There's only two of them. God damn it. I hate these bitches. So, yeah, they're coming up right on the port side quarter, which is the rear of the left side for non-nautical folks. Thank Um, you. The two of them are climbing up, and they've got short, rough swords in one of their hands as they're climbing up, kind of using it to help them climb a little bit. And they're climbing up the side. What are you guys doing? John Darlingness, I want to just take a cannonball and just just drop it on them. <laughs> like in Peter Pan. <laughs> Roll athletics to go grab a cannonball and carry it up to this point on the boat. How heavier cannonball. You're really gonna roll athletics? You're gonna try. I got a ten. You go below deck and grab a cannonball, and as you're coming out of the door up onto the deck, you trip over the doorway, and the cannonball just falls out of your hands and is just rolling around like a loose pinball. Just <laughs> Watch your ankles, people. This is fine. This is all fine. Everything is fine. It was a good idea. It was, it was it a fun idea. It would have been awesome. It was, it was an idea. Darvin or Arnis? Got a couple of stowaways. How far? How far? Are they? Down the side of the ship? Yeah, yeah. Like, 15 feet. Can I just fire an arrow? Yeah. You can just shoot at them. Alright. I don't have any arrows, so I could just shoot at them. Right, because you brilliantly got rid of all your... You could have thrown your crossbow at them. Is a cannonball, like, bowling ball weight or heavier, even? Heavier than a bowling ball, yeah. Like, a lot heavier? No, a lot heavier. Enough. I see. Yeah, I'm just gonna fire now. Alright, go ahead and roll attack. 22. Right, yeah, you catch him in the top of the shoulder and he falls off the side of the ship and falls behind in the ship's wake. Nice. There's one more Sahuian climbing up. You can just hear him go, Kervish! Kervish! Okay, so I have a question. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready for some bullshit. <laughs> the, it's not bullshit, it's a legitimate question. The spell Fear <laughs> states that 
if the creature doesn't succeed on their wisdom saving throw, they drop whatever they're holding and become frightened for the duration. Does that mean that he's going to let go of the side of the boat if, if I win? He will definitely drop his sword. If he fails by enough, he will let go of the boat. Okay. Technically, no, but I'm willing to play in that space. Because it's fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not carrying the boat. It's, right, it's, yeah. It, it fears no, and I, that's why I was like, I have a question instead of like, I can do this. Fear is that they're afraid of you, right? You can't make him afraid of the boat. Right. No, I can't make him afraid of the boat. He's afraid of me. He has to take the dash action to move away from me by the safest available route on each of his turns. Oh, it's that kind of fear. Oh yeah, he'd be off the boat anyways because he would let go to run away from you. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Yes, you can cast fear if you want. Fear is mostly good for like large groups of people. Well, there's only one enemy right now. There's only one. It's 100% of the enemy. That's about as large as you're ever going to get. I guess that's fair. Yeah, I'll try it. Why not? Why the hell not? Let's go for it. I'm going to cast fear on this guy. All right. What happens? I guess he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, okay, wisdom. After all, a die tonight. This is bullshit. Ooh, that's an eight. He fails. <laughs> Lots of fail. What does your fear spell look like when you cast it? What happens? Oh, what does it look like? Is it a song? It is there a verbal? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's pretty much everything I have has some sort of, like, verbal component, like, right? some of bard. Um, mm-hmm. So there's some, like, element of sound. It's like a creepy chord. You know how they sell those, like, Halloween soundtracks to play in your house when, like, trick-or-treaters come? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like the underscore to that. But then mm-hmm. what it looks like to the person is, like... My loot is like emitting whatever is their worst fear, like coming at them, like with the sound. Like the sound is coming out as like if they're scared of bats, like a cloud of bats or like whatever it is. Awesome. That's perfect. And we'll take up that part gladly and <laughs> help you scare the shit out of this Sahu again. <laughs> so there's your voice, there's a creepy chord, and then there's M's creepy voice coming out too. And this Sahu just freaks. Hucks his sword behind him and nose dives off the side of the boat and just starts swimming away. <laughs> Returning to the open sea after a very rough morning, the crew decides it's time to celebrate living. Food, drink, and laughter fill the air. Captain Mahaley has the wheel in one hand and a bottle of gin in the other. Nice! Everyone else, with the exception of Deckley and Owan, are unwinding topside. Deckley, because he is still recovering. on because he is far too frightened to come to the top back. <laughs> you have time to join in the celebrating and cavorting however you please. Kurvish is still definitely freaked out. Annika is spending her time with him. Most of the crew is just kind of having a good time with one another. Formosa, the rigger, and Edelon, the bosun, they're kind of up in one of the rope ladders uh, connecting the masts to the deck. Just chilling, having a good time, chatting, because everybody survived. That was crazy. We almost got pulled into, like, a giant sea toilet. Let's have fun. (laughs) So what do you guys want to do? You can interact with whoever you want. Resting will happen at the end of all this. You all look beat up to hell, but you're not in any danger of succumbing to your wounds at this point. So what do you do? I'm definitely drinking and playing. 
and like playing my stuff, but then trying to kind of learn sea, sea shanty. Okay. Sea shanty. Who do you want to learn a sea shanty from? Uh, uh, whoever looks like they're also like playing. I know. Surely some it's a party. Somebody's playing. There are people singing. They don't have instruments, but they are definitely people singing. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out who that could be. Um, it's not Genesee. He is in prayer. He is thanking Favon for favorable winds. Help them escape. Uh, he's definitely drinking as well, though. But um, let's see who would be a good one. Uh, Kudim will drink and sing with anybody who wants to. He is a dwarf. <laughs> Uh, that'll definitely happen. Uh, Kish sings very off-key. He is the cook, uh, but he sings proudly. Lily Bell pretty much just... Uh, Lily Bell likes to clap her hands along to the singing. She's the navigator. She helps out with all the maps and stuff. She doesn't want to like put herself on display, but she'll definitely like, like have a good time. So yeah, that's who's like musicking it up. Okay. Who do you go to? What I are you doing? go to Kadeem, who seems like he's kind of... Singing out always. Oh, yeah. You can certainly start to learn a sea shanty from him. Yeah. He will start teaching you the words. He's like, no, 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 no. You've got to have a drink before this first. <laughs> it's like a drinking game, but it's a drinking song. So before you can go to verse two, you need a shot. Before you go to verse three, you need two shots. Oh, I'm fine with that. You won't, you won't hear me complain about more drinking and playing. Awesome. Darvin or Vale, what do you want to do? Oh, Vale's not much of an entertainer. You don't but, have to entertain. No, no, but Vale's up for some fun. Vale wants to find someone who wants to just, like, do dagger-throwing trick shots. <laughs> just be, like, throwing daggers at, at like, the mast or something. At the sure. mast? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that the pirates, or not pirates, <laughs> fucking got me on Pirates of the Caribbean now. No. I definitely think the sailors on board this ship have toyed around with throwing daggers for accuracy at the mast. They're not, like, apple-on-head crazy. No, no, no. Well, it depends on how much we all drink. No, no, none of them are that crazy. Who's it gonna be? Oh, I know who. Uh, we haven't had a chance to interac- interact with her yet. Maggie, the quartermaster. Uh, she's this wood elf with uh, brown hair and blonde streaks. So she's just in charge of making sure that this ship is supplied, and when you're out at sea, that job's usually done by that point. So yeah, she'll join you in some dagger-throwing. Let's see who's more accurate here. Go ahead and roll a ranged attack with your dagger. 18. Ooh. Maggie gets very close, but not quite as close to the center as you on this makeshift bullseye that she's kind of like carved into the mast. Nice. Ah, good throw, Vale. Good th- you're, you are Vale today, yeah. right? Okay. Good throw, Vale. You've got a nice hand there. Join me anytime you want a little bit of practice. When we're at open sea. As soon as we get to port, though, I'm on duty. I understand that. So, you and Maggie are just throwing knives, having a great time. Uh, is there anything you want to talk to her about? Besides just how to throw knives? How much it's cool to be able to throw knives? <laughs> uh, oh, does she need any help in with what she's doing? Because if I'm going to work it off, I'd rather be doing something more interesting than swabbing the deck. She doesn't like, maintain the weapons or anything like that. No, people take care of their own weapons. Uh, um, maintain, they, ob- they obtain. Military quartermaster takes care of... Military quartermaster does. Yes, which is why I asked. No, she's not that kind of quartermaster. These aren't like ship-assigned weapons that people have. It's, no, you make money, get yourself a weapon to protect yourself. Hopefully you already have one before you're hired by the ship. So Maggie doesn't really need any help. I appreciate the offer, but when we get back to port, yeah, if you want to help load and take inventory... I don't think we're 
we're staying on. I think we get to port. We're moving on. Doesn't stop you from loading a boat. <laughs> well, she's not true. wrong about that. Uh, but if you if you want to help right now, I think you know we may have overcounted some of our gin supplies. Uh, we have to eliminate some of the extra. Just make sure that happens. Just like go get some more booze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Everybody keeps drinking. Darvin, what are you up to? How are you having fun and unwinding on the boat with all these sailors? Probably whittling. <laughs> whittling man. And drinking a little. Back to whittling. Back to uh, whittling. Alone? Nah, I'd be like, you know. Walking around whittling? Or walking you... around whittling. So like walking around checking in with people. Hey! <laughs> okay. He's a whittler on the go. <laughs> yes. Just a whittle. I'm a whittler on the roof. <laughs> so bad. You're so freaking fired. Okay. As you're walking around the ship, whittling, catching up with people, checking in on them, Gandis will join you. Just pull out a knife. It's not like a whittling knife or anything, just a dagger. And grab a piece of wood from somewhere. Nice. It's not meant for whittling. Just kind of walk next to you, just start whittling. Hey, Darvin? It's uh, some nice carving out going on. What are you making? Oh, just uh, uh, exercise. You're whittling exercise? Yeah, yeah, it's a whittling exercise. I'm just trying to make like a perfect sphere as an mm. exercise. You're making a ball, okay. Yes. Do you have, do you have others? Do you, are you making a collection? What's up? So I'm just making this up right now, but I'm going to say this is like his go-to. Mm-hmm. Like when he's bored, he just makes a sphere. He doesn't usually keep them. He might have a couple. Okay. You don't want to sit down and join some of the fun? You just want to wander off on your own? You just hit Woodland. I'll sit down and enjoy some fun. All right, uh... But I'm still Woodland. Still Woodland. So, on the port side near the longboat, where it's turned upside down on the deck, there's a few other crewmates just sitting down. They've got, like, a fire in a can going. It's just like a giant metal pot, and they're burning a little fire, and they just have light and warmth topside. Nice. Uh, and they're just sitting around, drinking, passing a bottle around. And Gandis motion, sit down, come on. Yeah, stay a while. That sounds fun. All right. And whittle. And whittle. Gandis is also trying to whittle a nice little ball, but not as practiced as you. He's doing all right. It just takes a mm-hmm. little practice. Up at the front of the ship is Kurvish. He's squatted down on the deck. He's got his arms around his knees. He's just eyes down, looking at his feet. And Annika is next to him, just trying to comfort him, talk to him, get him not necessarily sociable with everybody, but just in a talkative mood. And he just looks worn out for the most part. Whatever he's been through has been very difficult on him. And Annika is tending to that. Captain Mahaley and Dipple are living it up back at the ship's wheel, sharing drinks, sharing laughs, talking about those crazy Sahu again how they barely made it out alive. Dipple will come around, give everybody a good pat on the back. It's a shame about that treasure, though. It really is. It really isn't. Are you sure you don't want to go get it for us? (sighs) Yes. That treasure is death. All right. I'll see you first thing in the morning, then. I'll be coming around your door at about four in the morning, get you up and get you working. Uh, Vale, you've got a hole to fix. Awesome. I'll be on it first thing in the morning. Yes, tomorrow. Tonight, drink, relax, laugh, 
artists keep playing that great music? No, oh, I will. Okay. Everybody parties into the night. It's good times. Not too late, though, so I have to get up right You can stay up as late as you want. Dipple's coming at 4 a.m. to wake you. Um, if you want to be practical, I am not practical. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Sam and Earl Earl are topside. They are, they are definitely being sociable. Earl Earl actually came by to talk to Maggie a few times while you were throwing knives. And, I don't know, did you encourage him to stay or encourage him to leave? Vale. I didn't interact with him. <laughs> okay. So he was chatting with Maggie, one of the few other elves here on the boat. Just about, you know... Oh, where are you from? Who's in charge from where you're from? Do you like working on a ship? Why don't you come back to land? And Maggie's just like, no, I I love the sea. Look fewer rules out on the sea. Sam is back up at the ship's wheel, chatting it up with Dipple and Captain Mahaley. Probably being a little more flirtatious than he needs to be with the captain, but... And, yeah, I think you all settle into... Like a few good days of life at sea, working hard, getting sun, veil. You actually do have reason to interact with Maggie a little bit more over these next few days because you need to find supplies to fix a hole. Fix a hole. And she definitely knows where like spare parts are at and where to get the tools and the nails and everything. And you know she'll point them out, and it's gonna take you a few days since you're not a carpenter, not a carpenter, and you're not a shipwright or anything like that. So yeah, it's an ugly patch job. But you're left to do it alone. Darvin or Arnis, who wants to be working with the cook? Or the cookie. Oh, I was like, oh. oh. That sounds fun. Alright, Darvin is down in the in the galley, peeling potatoes, nice. chopping vegetables, eating water, serving the crew. It's hot. You smell at the end of each day like food. It's fine. It's better than sweeping. He just has his drag out behind the boat for a little while after every shift. <laughs> Which leaves Arnest the Bard to clean. I'm sorry. You are swabbing, like, all the decks. Super super good. That's super good. That's, mm-hmm. that's my favorite, guys. Don't worry, I'll be joining you once the boat's fixed. It's not strenuous work. It's just tedious. And it needs to be on, like, every day. Because, you know, seawater, not necessarily the best. It's fine. I remind myself all of the time that it's better be- than being dead at the bottom of a <laughs> whirlpool. It's far, far better. And damned, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's better than that. Darwin reminds himself that, too, that it's better than you not being dead. <laughs> Wait, it's better than her not being Him not exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure it still tracks. Just an odd way of saying it. Wait, no, it's better than yeah, him think, not being I dead, which my, means it's better than him being alive. Yeah, my double negative so, messed wait, it up. No. <sighs> I meant it's better this way. Okay. Arnus alive and not dead, and that's no treasure. So after several days of ship repair, kitchen work, deck swabbing, when the sun is high in the sky, everyone is drawn to attention when you hear Dipple shout, Ship in distress! Off the starboard bow! And sure enough, as everybody rushes up to the top deck, you all eventually spot a ship ahead, listing in the water with smoke rising from an unseen fire. Dipple continues, We should be reaching them shortly. Everyone, prepare to board. Keep an eye out for survivors. Otherwise... Grab anything of value. Let's go. That includes you three. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. 
podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. The multiverse is a boundless expanse of magic and adventure. Most are unaware of anything beyond their own world, but planeswalkers are something different. Planeswalkers are able to travel between worlds and experience everything that magic has to offer. The life of a planeswalker is one of freedom and of choice, unbound by borders or fate. Plane Shift is an actual play D&D 5th edition podcast, where we play as planeswalkers exploring the multiverse of Magic the Gathering, discovering our character's new potential, and having a lot of fun in the process. Check us out every other Friday wherever podcasts are listened to. Or on our website, planeshiftpodcast.podbean.com. I hope you can join us.